are back for another The Mad Awesome Show. How's it going, everyone? Tilo, how are you on this fine GAC-less Monday? I'm good, man. Um, I'm, I'm low-key kind of glad there's no GAC. I got to catch up with Stranger Things. I'm bumping, uh, running running the hills all pretty much all day. I'm liking it, man. I'm liking it. This I was literally, nice. I was just literally listening to it like five times in a row. It's really, like, it's become oh, like an man. infectious disease. Like, it's just, uh, like, it's in everything right now. Yeah, I, I take walks down the street. I want to play the song. Uh, I'm at work. <laughs> I want to play the song. Like, I think it just pumps me up. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's, it's a good song. But no, I, I hear you. Um, so this this last week, entirely not game related, but, like, I just had, like, social gatherings every single day. Like, it didn't even feel like a week off, unfortunately. So I'm really glad that we got we got the two-weeker where we did, uh, because I'm... I don't. I don't feel like I've had a week off yet, really. Um, especially with everything with Datacrons going down. I mean, I think this is going to be my third time. We're we're going to jump right into that, but this is going to be my third time talking about already, which is fine. It's just it's time consuming, and there's a lot there's a lot to look into, uh, especially with this being the first time. Like I imagine, around the third or fourth month, we'll kind of be able to diagnose them or have a good analysis of them rather quickly. But the first month. It it's really like the wild wild west. So um, Tila, without th- further ado, what do you think of Datacrons? Like we don't we don't need to go into individuals yet. We can do that. But like, what is your just opinion of them? Um, it's the end of the world. The game's gonna break. Um, the game's closing tomorrow. Not just playing. Um, I honestly I don't think it's that bad to be honest. I actually like the concept of Datacrons. Yes, there's a couple things that I don't like about it, but it, it's not the worst thing. And it's like, everybody's been saying this too, and it's 100% true. Look at when Relics dropped. People oh, yeah, upset, Relics including... were the end of the world. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, Inclu- including myself too. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit salty on Relics because I-, I wasn't a day one player. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I'm never going to catch up. Like, that was a really tremendous, like, a real crazy time. But, but it ends up being one of the best things that they ever done in game. Same thing with the nerf. We go through the nerfs of, the, of what was it, last year? Yep. everybody was up in arms and it was the worst thing in the world ended up being a really good thing um yes obviously some of the characters aren't as powerful as they once were but it ends up that they're able to release more things stuff isn't as broken as they usually was and, and a couple of these characters even got buffs yes there's a couple of them that aren't as powerful as they once were like vader and watt but it but it didn't affect things the way we thought it was going to affect things and then you can go down the list uh even the gac taking away crystals from arena Oh yeah, that, that one that one did go over really, really well. Yeah, and people same thing. People thought it was the end of the world. People were like, I'm not gonna make as much crystals anymore. I fell into that a little bit too, but it ended up being a good thing too. So I just want everybody out there just kind of like wait and see, let this come out, try it out, and, and just give CG the benefit of the doubt. Not starting to be a CG shill, but what they've done, it, it's it's worked out pretty much every time. And I know some of these content creators, aka Arnold and a couple of these other ones, are real negative on it. But I'm telling you guys, just real, just chill out, and you'll be fine. Just give it a chance. <laughs> yeah, the only the only part where I really disagree with you is I do. I even till today, I think that the the great nerf was just way more work than it was worth. Like all all the community got so upset, and I, it really didn't change like anything like because i think the big the big fear wasn't just the nerfs themselves but it was 
what we all thought it was going to be, and you're so you're right in this sense, was it was going to be the death of the off meta, and then it just wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it just I'm, wasn't the death of the off meta at all. Um, I'm I'm doing more off metas now than I was back then. Like it is not the death of the off meta for sure. No, but like like a lot of those things, just like like, did you really need to do that? Like, I don't I don't think you got as much out of it, and just like a lot of. A lot of the stuff just seemed unnecessary. So they killed defense penetration, which I kind of, or yeah. defense, ignore defense, not defense penetration. And I kind of agree with that at the time. But then they went and gave like every character like two stacks of armor shred on one hit. I'm like, guys, like this is, you're doing the same thing, but with extra steps. Um, but no, I, 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 first and foremost about, with Datacrons, I, I agree with your sentiment of give it time. Uh, I know a lot of people have already kind of like, okay, we've, um, we've seen, uh, like a lot of people are like, okay, we know what this is now we can be mad about it or whatever. We can, we can say that this is the death of the game or we can say this is bad for me, uh, but we, we just have to give it time. Um, I still am skeptical on a handful of things. I do not. I am too. There, there's one or two things that I really see as actually a very large problem, uh, but maybe I'm inter- either interpreting wrong or I'll be, maybe I'll be wrong in another way, but yeah, I'm. I'm excited for them. I still think they were too early. I, I have a tendency to nitpick at things that CG does to like, I think they're mostly right, but I always find issues. Like I, I just don't think we, we needed this right now. Like the, the Omicron still really kept things fresh. This seemed like a little, a little too soon, to be honest. Um, I also think it was a lot at once. I think we might've been better off just getting di- like a semi datacron that didn't give the unique bonus, but it would give the alignment in the faction one. So they're, like I, I'm nitpicky about it, but overall, I'm I'm excited for it. All right, let, let's get into the negatives then. Let's start off with that, and then we'll go into some positives. Maybe uh, what are I, I got a couple of negatives myself, but I'm interested to see what you think are some of the negatives of Datacron. Okay, you you want to go take the chat here? Yeah, we could do that. All right. So I'll start off with my biggest. So I'll come on guns a blazing. Biggest thing I don't like, and I honestly think probably is going to change, and I think is going to be a huge disadvantage uh, for me, probably for you too, Tilo. I haven't looked over your roster recently, but is the relic gating. Uh, th- this sucks. This this is like the big. This is the big thing that is really, really, really bad. Um, it and I might be interpreting it wrong, but I, and chat will probably correct me. We have some pretty smart people in chat right now. But from what I gather, if my entire team isn't, say, Relic 3, then I don't get the first bonus at all. Like, it doesn't apply to, like, you know, the four characters that are Relic 3 and then that one uh, weirdo Gear 12 that I have in there. They they don't just get stiff. Like, the whole t- it's just non-active on the whole team. Is that correct, Tilo, or is that your understanding of it? That That's how I read it, too, that the whole team has to be Relic 3, and then for the next one, the whole team has to be Relic 5. And, and I'm right there with you. I think that's a complete negative because... In reality, especially for us too, like we don't spend a lot of money like some of these top end players, but by allowing us to have some of these low end gears or relic levels, that helps us up so much because it allows us to put that resources into something else like GLs and catch up in other other ways. But but by forcing us with these relic levels, it's going to be tough. Like for instance, Aiden. I don't plan on bringing Aiden up to seven stars or putting relics on her. She's doing just fine for me. But now because of the way that Datacrons are kind of set up, it, it almost makes you want to. But at the same time, it's time-gated too. It's not a permanent thing. So is it really worth the investment? I don't know. We'll see when it comes. No, yeah, I 
I mean, I so I went through. I have 24 teams for GAC, 12 teams in each side, whatever. I went through and counted like the current breakup that I have. Only two full teams are above R5, and I don't think it's that many more that are above R3. Just because, like you were saying, it allows you to put resources in other places. That what it allows us to do is it allows us to go wide. Like so, instead of having you know 20 or let's pick a small number, 10 teams all above R5, we just end up with 20 teams somewhere between the gear 12 and r3 area um so yeah that's it's, it's really honestly huge negative uh, because i'm i'm look i'm eight million account like i'm pretty darn i would consider myself pretty darn end game and i'm gonna only be able to use two datacrons unless i'm gonna shell out for temporary bonuses so i i don't like that at all and I, I don't even see why it's necessary I, well obviously you know the 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 line is just gonna be well you could just to get you to buy relics and i guess that's true but i mean i mean there are already other reasons to buy relics um so i don't know um that that, that is my biggest negative and that i think that is going to be what is what is going to legitimately give a disadvantage because when we go against these accounts that have a thousand more relic levels then they have you know 30 active datacrons and i have four um so not not great man not great no it is definitely not and especially with like you said, where we're at, where our roster is, I rely on some of these characters not having higher relics. Uh, you're going against rosters that have pretty much R7 all the way to the bottom. You you need to kind of like weigh your weigh your stuff, especially when you're not competing with them on a on a physical level. You need to you need to kind of like bring some balance in some other ways. But this is kind of be a little bit more separation from those that have like full R7 rosters or really high end rosters to those who don't which is kind of tough. Yeah, so I again, not not a huge fan of that, especially because a lot of these characters just don't they don't need a lot of relics. Like Grief, no. Grief doesn't need to be R5 to to even beat like the best teams that he can beat when they're at like R9. Like R1 Grief will beat R9 Lord Vader given, you know, the the rest of your comp is functioning well. So you're you're essentially just having to throw in um relic levels again to kind of get temporary bonuses and it's not that bad because at the end of the day you're um a lot of the bonuses are going to be you're going to be able to put a datacron on that team every single time at least up until the r3 level so you're not yeah I, i'm calling it a temporary bonus but you're going to be able to put a bonus on that team every single time it just you know sometimes it might be a lot better than others but anyways yeah so that, that that's my that's my first huge downside which what's yours tilo my the one that sticks out even more than the relic levels for me is um datacrons on gls and oh, I, I think this yeah. is gonna this is gonna be a problem uh for for a couple things it will and then obviously like people have been saying too if you have it they have it and that's not necessarily the case because you have to have some rng factors in there as well you may not get the one for the GL. Your opponent may be lucky, pull it the first try. You may try to re-roll it a thousand times and not get it, you know? And then on top of that, even if you do have it, you, like you said, it, it almost like um, stacks with the relic levels on the team. Uh, for instance, the Ray one, the Ray one's going to be absolutely disgusting. It's going to oh, limit yeah. It's going to limit a couple of these counters that we have that, for me personally, I invest into these counters. A lot of these off-meta counters as well because... It allows me to have the edge, especially when they have like the advantage in pretty much every way. But um, I, I think that could be a problem. I really wish they wouldn't have done it with GLs 
and they would use these data crons to kind of bring them up so that some of these characters that weren't GLs were able to compete with the GLs on a, a limited time. I, I think that would have been a little bit more beneficial than having, say, JMK with some of these bonuses when he's already the top character in the game. I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I, I wish if a GL was on the squad, it didn't, the Datacrons couldn't be affected. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. The the my big, and I'm gonna go back to my original complaint. The only good thing about Geos being in there is is because of the um the relic levels. So for uh Jedi, I'm trying to remember, you have you have a uh, Jedi might not be the best example. Uh, well, super resistance. You have the options are Ray, Finn, or Resistance Trooper, right? Who? Oh, so for, for, the, for your resistance uh, datacrons, you can it can either roll Ray, it can roll resistance trooper, or roll Finn, correct? Yeah, those three. I don't want to put R7 on a resistance trooper on Finn. Like never. Um so that that's that, this is the really the only upside to GLs being in there is these are characters that we're all already gonna want at R7 minimum. Um but I get what you're saying. Like the whole point of the, I don't have the exact phrase here from CG pulled up, but the whole point of Datacrons was to keep a fresh new revitalized meta. And it really doesn't make a lot of sense for you to take the strongest character in 5v5 and give them a Datacron right off the rip and the strongest character in 3v3 and give them a Datacron right off the rip. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like uh, Rokarian's bringing out a good point. They could have just did it with JTR. She's R seven. They they could have did it with characters that they know we have R seven already in requirements. But the thing is, it's like by doing it with GLs, you limit a a large population. Obviously, those in like K one have most of the GLs. But by doing it with characters, people that are working, I don't know. It's just that's the one thing I'm, I'm the most salty is the everything else. I'm like. Okay, I get it. Even like the relic levels on the team, I I get it. It's not my favorite thing in the world. It limits me what I'm able to do. But the GLs, this is what's really going to be effective. Because for me, instance, I I went heavy on to Fennec, trying to get this team ready to be able to take out Lord Vader. So when Lord Vader inevitably gets his Datacron, does that still work? Probably not. What what it's going to be my game plan? I know I'm going to have to adapt. It just kind of sucks because, especially if you put investment into some of these off metas. Yeah, and I, some of that eventually does kind of break down because JMK isn't going to have. We'll use him. He isn't going to have a datacron. Well, he's not going to have a specialized datacron every single month until the game ends. Like there are yeah. your off meta counter to him, which that's a really bad example because he doesn't really have any. Um, no. <laughs> I two, two bounty shot. hunter two shot um like it's gonna work let's say nine months out of the year or something like that um and i w- will be interested to see how many of the off meta counters get caught up because of datacrons um like yeah. the uh, like if you can get like enough i don't know turn meter gain or something like that to outspeed someone's enemy candorous on the lord vader team or something like that i don't think that actually pans out because he gets too much um but some something along those lines that pushes you over the threshold yeah no no definitely and like you said it's a double-edged sword it it could work for you and it could work against you 
and, and the only good thing is it's a limited time. So it's not like something that we're going to constantly have to deal with on that certain team. It's going to spice things up, trying to change it. But it's just, I don't know. I just wish that they would have maintained a level to shoot for instead of superseding that level by um, allowing these GLs to have data, data grounds. I wish the GLs were the tip of the spear, the pinnacle of the game, and then they use these data crons to kind of be able to reach that pinnacle with some of these non-GL characters. And I, I think that's my main my main gripe with it. But other than that, we pretty much said everything. That, that's it on that one. <laughs> no, but I mean, you're, you're right, because basically what this is, is it's power creep. Because if GLs yeah. were always the pinnacle, then that's as high as you could go. And then, you know, the the A-plus teams, like, I don't know, like CLS or Imperial Troopers, they could get buffed by the Datacrons, and then they could go and challenge these higher characters. But all they did was, instead of raising the bar to get to the pinnacle, they just raised the pinnacle. They they just made the bar even higher. Instead of having, you know, S-tier GLs, now we have S-plus tier GLs. It, it, yeah. it does make it a lot harder, and I don't, yeah, I don't... At the end of the day, I agree with you. I think, like like I said, the only thing that's kind of nice is it's it's kind of just a guaranteed R7 that I'm probably going to have, given I actually have the GL. I don't even have Ray. Um, yeah, that's that, that's my first one. And so, okay, so now it's my turn again for something something I don't <laughs> like about them. I, I, I liked a lot of things. Actually, I think you stole one of mine, Me too. too. Um, relic, so relic levels, GLs. I think there was – yeah, I, th- I think my only other gripe, and I've already kind of mentioned this – was just the rollout came out really strong. I would have been number one. I would have liked this to happen later. I, I don't. I don't think right now it was necessary. I think Omicrons were were already enough uh, for this pretty much the rest of this calendar year. I would have been okay if they announced Datacrons maybe somewhere around November or something like that. And I still think they 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 come on too strong. It would have been a lot easier to digest as a community if they only came out until I think what level six. Where you could have the alignment bonus, or you could have the faction bonus, like that. That alone, and that kind of been kind of their testing zone because they don't really have a testing team now. So I, yeah, I, I, I would, I would have rather a bit come out a little bit later and a little bit slower. And I, I kind of feel like the reason why it's coming on so hard so quickly is because of monetization. I think yeah. they want, they, I think they want the pay or want is probably the wrong word. They need the payoff for their higher ups and they need it quick. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. And they, they are a company. That's what they're going to be able yeah. to do. That's what they're trying to do. And you got to give it to them. They they give you things to, to, to the point where you want to spend money to be competitive in this game. And, and hey, kudos to them. They're giving us a good product. They're constantly updating the game. Most games out there stay pretty stale for a couple of months and we don't they don't get any content. CG, I give it to them. They're constantly bringing out characters, they're constantly revitalizing some stuff. We may not like the the timeline that they do it, but they're doing it a lot faster than other companies do. So I don't I don't know like it it is a, it is a business and they got to do what they got to do, but I'm right there with you. I wish they would have kind of separated this a little bit. To where it wasn't so close to Omicrons. It almost puts Omicrons in a situation where are they going to be as impactful as they once were? I'm not sure. Or are these Datacrons going to outshine some of these Omicrons? Or are they going to stack to be like... Yeah, really that's what crazy. I was thinking. I'm like, <laughs> imagine Qui-Gon Jinn with the... Um, so I don't know if this has been debunked or not. Part of Grandmaster Yoda's, it mentions lead, but there's a period somewhere in the sentence. 
So there's a theory out there that his Datacron works without him in the lead, or at least part of it does. And people are talking about what's that, what is that going to look like when he's on the if he's on the Qui Gon Jinn team because like it adds like 200 offense or something like that. It's like have you, have you ever wanted your Jedi Anakin to have you know what whatever it is like 600 extra offense? Well, now you can delete button. That's what it is. Um, no, but say for Zam, for instance, the big thing with Zam is you start off with so much speed. Now with the Omicron, where they they start off with TM the TM percentage, does that make her as strong as she once was? I don't know. We're going to have to kind of go in there and kind of feel things out uh, because it's, it, what it, what is that one? Like a tier three, I think it was. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. For the resistance one for JTR. Like no, it's the, I think it's the, the light side TM one. Oh no, that, yeah, that is tier three. That is tier three. Does does it make bounty hunters not as useful as they once were, where you could throw them into a whole bunch of teams and outspeed them? Now you're not going to be able to outspeed some of these teams because they're going to have so much TM to begin. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to switch things up really, really, really interesting at the beginning. And I, I think that's a kind of a positive as well. But at the same time, it kind of hurts our existing stuff. Um. So... We're kind of we're kind of moving into the positive zone. We've kind of nitpicked at what we think could be better, what could have been better. Because, like I said, I don't. I think I think they might eventually move away from GLs. I, I think that's actually yeah. a very real possibility because that's very easy to do. Uh, they don't really have to change the structure of this. They just have to stop giving direct ones to GLs. Uh, but like I don't I don't think the relic one's going to change. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna run with that. Unfortunately, um, but we're kind of yeah. moving into the positive territory. Uh, so you can go first now, Tilo. What do you, what do you, what do you, th- what is good? What what excites you about about Datacrons? I, you know what? I, and, and even though we started off real heavy with negativity, I'm more positive than negative about this. I really, really, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna say I like it because it's gonna spice things up to the point where it, it's never gonna be stale. We're always going to have to be looking. We're always going to have to be on top of our toes. It may hurt us in some GAC fights. Obviously, it's going to hurt us in some GAC fights if they have more, if they have the more powerful ones, if you don't have an answer for it. But it's constantly going to be changing. It's constantly going to be something that we're going to have to, to look at. So I, I think with that aspect, it's going to be kind of cool. You know, other thing that I thought of that's going to be a pretty big positive. It won't be a big positive for me because I <laughs> suck at it. But I think it'll be a pretty big positive for a lot of the community that will eventually get people excited. No? What? No guesses? No, no, I was, I was waiting. I was waiting for the drop. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, it's the theory crafting is going to hit an all-time high. Like, oh, yeah. we, we are about to see. Uh, and what is going to be great about it is they're not going to get nerfed. Because all CG has to do now is wait it out. Oh, you're yeah. like such and such teams beating JMK to devalue your, his team as a whole. Oh, just wait three months and it'll be back up to the to the team you wanted it to be. I think that's it's going to be at an all time high. Not only is that kind of cool, but it's also going to be um, how can I word this? It's going to be bad, or it's not going to it's not going to be the same as it used to be, where you could really like I can pretty easily replicate people's theory crafts. Uh, I'm I'm not a theory crafter. I'm pretty bad at it. But if I see someone do it, I can hone in. I can see why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, I, I'll look I'll look at their mods. I'll look at their abilities, and I'll try to make my own variation of it. Um, 
However, it's going to be really hard now to replicate every single thing someone is doing. Um, like you can come up with some really cool counters, but for it to be widespread is going to be really stinking hard because you're going to have to have the exact like. So we've been talking about like the three big ones: the alignment, the faction, and the the, the exact character. But there's also just straight bonuses going into stats. So your your theory craft with Ray and her correct three, um, I don't know what to call them, ability ability upgrades or whatever, might work one way. But if I'm over here and I got five offense rolls as well, it's gonna work a lot differently than yours does. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna create a really cool place for theory crafters, but it's gonna be really hard to follow. Oh yeah, and I think this is going to be one of the great things about this is going to be the basic ones, those tier three, tier fives. Those are going to be a lot of the bread and butter, I think, because we're going to be able to see those, try to get good rolls on them, and and just look at our existing teams. Like, how many times have you been in there and be like, man, if I was only a little bit faster, I would have had that squad. Now you have an answer for it. Put the TM one where right off the rip, they're going to gain uh, X amount of TM. They're going to be able to go first. This whole fight's going to be able to change now. So now you it's another thing that you do have to pay attention to, and some people may not want to. But for people that are interested in the game mode of GAC, I think it's going to be something that they, at the end of the day, you're going to end up liking because it's going to give you that little get-out-of-jail-free card that you didn't have before. And, and, I, and, I, and I see in chat, Sugar's talking about no consistent counters. That, that may be come to may be true or may it may be to the point where okay now that they have this let me put this on the 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 counter that used to work and now we're able to do it it, it just depends yeah i mean it'll, it'll be the same way it is now um yeah. so like Aiden Aiden versus CLS is a pretty good example there is a lot of inconsistency if you start throwing around different gear levels different moddings or the omicron like there's there's a lot of people who get a varied amount of results based on those three things. So Datacrons does do they do deepen like the inconsistencies of, of that counter, um, but it's it's not something that we're entirely foreign to. Uh, it is something that we can kind of get we can kind of get used to, and it, it's just going to vary. Like and there and there are some things that just aren't going to change. And you're going to be able to see that. Like I, JMK has a Datacron that allows them to entirely ignore protection. You take in Lord Vader, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. That 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 part of the datacron makes no difference. Like it's not, I, like I'm not a theory crafter and I can see that because Lord Vader has no protection. It's very. There are some things that are just going to be consistent. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. It, it's just an extra layer for us to think about, and it may be their CG's answer for not adding more teams at the moment. Um. A lot of the complaint was if you add more teams, it's more time investment into GAC. It's longer to do the GAC. This gives you an opportunity to to really mess up, which we're probably going to do in the beginning. And we're going to need as much teams as possible and kind of figure this out. I, I think it's a positive thing, though. I, I think it's really going to benefit some of those B and C squads. Um, yeah, no, I... I agree with you. It just yeah, the relic levels come they come back to haunt me on that on that case about using these on B and C teams. But I do think eventually, yeah. a very similar to what we've actually seen with data discs, is um pretty quickly the smart people, the smart theory crafters out there, 
are just going to find out which one of these are absolutely broken, and then everybody's going to start putting them on almost everything. And there is going to be yeah. some consistency within those months as well. Like, I remember... So I played Conquest really dumb, but like the first one way back in the day, like I wasn't watching any streamers or any YouTubers or anything. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it on my own. And that was fun, kind of. But like I went, I think I did the entirety of Razorcrest Conquest without using deployable cooling systems. Like, what an <laughs> idiot. Um, and it it's no, going to eventually, but... sorry, go for it. No, I was going to say that, but that's the great thing about Conquest is is you can you could zig well everybody else's zags and you could still get through it and i think this the way they have datacrons you can do the same thing maybe you're more comfortable with this datacron while most of the people are more comfortable with this one just because of your own play style and and, and that's the reason i really like this because it's going to allow diversity uh, diversity in everyone's gac it's not all cookie cutter it's not all going to be the same everybody's going to be able to do it differently yeah, th- that there is that element to it, but there are, there are there are some of these that are just going to be absolutely broken, like, and then everyone's going to want to have ten of them. Yeah. I think, like you said, the I could be wrong here, but like the the the, the starting twenty five percent turn meter, that's going to be hard to be beat good. when when the game is. <laughs> it, it, not all counters are like this. Like there are a few teams that can get get around it, like uh, Treya or Grievous. Um, like a lot of teams live or die if they go first or not. Um, exactly. Or like I think I think one of the really hot ones is gonna be the for every debuff you apply or for every four debuffs you apply, you have like a ten percent chance to reduce your cooldowns or something. So Lord Vader's out there. I'm like, all right, he's just gonna go and he's gonna he's gonna be able to spam his AOE every single turn. I mean, he's he's just gonna melt a huge variety of teams. Like JML, JML's goner. Like he, he JML needed that one cleanse in the very beginning. He was good. JML isn't gonna have a cleanse every single time Lord Vader takes a turn. Oh, throw throw regular Vader on that squad too. That's merciless massacre after merciless massacre. Oh, gross! Yeah, that's going to be really nasty. But that but that's the cool thing though is you're going to be able to find. It's almost like those little cheat codes in the game, and our job is to find the cheat codes and exploit them. Even though exploit has like a negative like connotation to it, but that's what it's going to be. We're going to be in there trying to figure out the best way to use these ones. And, and figure out those interactions and and use them to our advantage. It's, it's going to be fun. I, I think so. If you have the right mindset going into this, I think this has a possibility of being fun. No, I, I think it will be too. The same way the data discs and the first few conquests were really fun because part of you kind of felt like you were cheating. Like, I yeah. don't know. I don't know if you used like the Grand Master Yoda or the Darth Vader strategy with the, the playing cooldown. I think everyone did with the playing cooldowns. Okay. You could just like, take unlimited turns like a lot of times it kind of it felt like cheating but you weren't actually cheating and when you were doing it like that's kind of fun uh, i used to do the deployable cooldowns and um i think it was every buff you would do like health percentage so he would just constantly do the uh, jump yeah. and they would just slowly melt the team but, but that's cool though I, I don't want it to that extent in gac just because that's a little broken but i want it to be a little minor piece of what that is but not to that extent though <laughs> and that one they did do a good job of balancing like i think it's like yeah. every four debuffs is a 10 percent chance so you're not you're not guaranteed to do it every single time but it, it is going to shift the tide of the battle yeah no definitely but okay so i think we covered our initial opinion on datacrons we've already kind of moved into this 
Uh, but which ones, which ones are you really excited for from set one? Like, wh which ones do you want to be able to slap on and just run with it? I know we've already kind of talked about this, so maybe this will be a shorter part. Um, but do you have any others that stand out? Uh, obviously, the TM one's really interesting for the light side. Um, Rays. Rays, even though I'm hating on the GLs having these ones, Rays looks absolutely disgusting. <laughs> She's going to be an absolute monster if you get it. Are you going to throw that on defense? Are you going to take it on offense and have her obliterate something she should never... Like, just take her against JMK and just stick her with her, like, maybe with four tanks that don't die so that when she gets to her ult, she actually gets the big bonus. Oh, no. I'm throwing that mess on defense in a heartbeat, and good luck to you. I want, even if I have to see, even though if I have to see it on the my defense, I'm gonna try to figure it out. But good luck to you, whoever's going against me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I okay. So that that's a, that's the smart thing to do. That is the smart thing to do as a competitive player, but not not even as a kind of as a streamer. And I don't I don't say this for like a question of views, but because I want I I want I crave like this experience with people to see something really nuts. Um. If I had, I think I would take it on offense just once, just to see what would happen and see, really see if that quad ult or whatever would just blow something out of the water that it should, it should not have blown out of the water. But the great thing is, is now the CG has, and this is another thing that we didn't really touch upon. We're going to be able to use them in the arena, oh. so we can show. Oh, that that does kind of ruin the stakes. Yeah, so we could show what it does, and it's like, hey, guys, you guys want to see what it does on defense? And put it on auto and let them kind of figure it out. So you get that benefit, but at the same time, you still get that monster defensive team, which is cool. And that's actually a really, really good point, Tilo, because I, I kind of have Omicron, my head stuck in right now. That is going to help immensely what we talked a little bit about referring to the consistency of these. Because if you can, at least using them offensively, if you can get your buddy in arena to put down, you know, whatever, like well, my example, the JMK team, you can go in and test your Ray quad ult to see if it works. Like you don't have to, you don't have to base your entire match off of something you'll, you've never done before. And you may never do again with the given uh, combination that does. That's obviously not foolproof because there's no guarantee that your buddy is yeah. going to have the right Datacron as well, or even the right character for that matter. But it will help a little bit with the consistency. And then in chat, they're bringing out that maybe 501st gas can still do it. The great thing is, if somebody puts it in an arena, you can test it out and check. And this is something that we don't have the ability with the Omicrons, which I'm looking forward to. And this is probably dangerous for me because I'm one of those guys that will suspend crystals on arena even now when I probably shouldn't to kind of like practice a counter or practice something. Like right now, I'm really into my Maul Mandalorians versus SLKR. <laughs> I've, I spent way too much crystals on it, it to kind of, of like to kind of like figure it out for next season. But but this is this is a way that you could do it. I don't know. It's, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for that too. So I, I think the thing that I'm most excited for, and this is kind of, this has been a reoccurring theme in the game, and I think it's only going to get amplified by this, is what always is exciting is never the new thing. The new the new the new the exciting thing is never the new GL. The exciting thing is never the new Omicron. It's never the new Relic level. It's never the Datacron. What's exciting is the dinky thing that beats it. Like that, that, yeah. that, that's really where all the, this excitement and the fun, the fun is going to be of these. So someone 
and you actually already mentioned it, so I'll mention it again. But using gas against Ray. So let's say you're up against the range. She has quad ult. Tilo, what in the battle does it change versus Ray versus gas? If she's going to do 400 times extra damage on her ult, what does that change versus gas to be standing? N nothing. Yeah, that was. It, a really it doesn't change good anything. <laughs> so if they, if they if they go in there, they put their ray down with you know four junk characters just to survive. Like they're not putting the the Haldo JTR Finn one that constantly counters against foresight. And you just play the turns right. You just play right, and she only gets ults while ga while gas is standing. I imagine imagine how imagine you're on a stream. You pull that off. Like that—that's got to be fun, man. Like that sounds like a lot of fun to me. Like everybody's—we've been putting the ray up on this pedestal. Like this is going to be absolutely ridiculous. And then you beat her with like you beat her with a non-galactic legend. Like that would be super cool. Yeah. And, and see, those are the moments that I'm gonna—I can't wait to see. And I'm—I I enjoy everybody streaming in GAC. I can't wait to them to to have those moments where you're like backs against the wall. Let let me try this. Let me see if this works. Maybe the interactions change because of the datacrons, and I still get the win. I don't know. I think it's fun. No, yeah. So I, the transition is going to be rough, but the ca the counters, man, that is the, that's what I'm that's what I'm interested in. That's what I, that's what I want to see. Like you, we, we're building up these things to be monsters, and they very well might be monsters. Um, but yeah, let's let we'll we'll find out. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of for me if I'm excited for any one in particular. I don't really think I am. I'm I'm really again, I'm really bad at this stuff. Like solo solo base, he had a really good stream the other night. And he put together a really good infographic. I'm I'm gonna just gonna have to study that. And if even if he's wrong in some things, and I'm not saying he is, like I still it's better that I have that base. No, no pun intended. <laughs> no, and, and and that's what I've been doing like this whole time since they released it. I listened to everybody in their mama. Um, solo is the one I missed. I knew I forgot somebody at work. I was looking through Twitch. I was like, who streamed? Because uh, I got his infographic, man. I should post it in the server too. Gom's uh, Gom had a good one too. Uh, with the uh, what's he call his uh video series? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, Gom learns GAC. Yes, there you go. He, he did one of those. I don't know if he posted it on YouTube yet, but the stream itself was really informative. Uh, that was good. Um, everyone's had a really, really good session and they've talked about it. Obviously, Heinze with Crumb, that was another good one as well to kind of get the perspective of CG on it. Uh, and, and that's what which we have to do. If we want to be able to succeed in the era of the Datacrons, we've got to soak in as much information, not only for ourselves, but as content creators, help everybody else kind of like figure these things out too. But you've got to be informed. Yeah. Oh, glad you went and posted there in the chat. Um, but okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, do we? Do you have any more confidence for Datacrons? I mean, this is going to be an ongoing discussion, I'm sure. Oh yeah, and and, and all I got to say is just stay positive, um, and remember, like with characters when they get released, especially GLs, marquees, that first week, get ready, everybody, and their mama's going to be negative. But just know, just give it a little bit of time, and it's probably going to end up working out. And uh, just get as much information as possible, especially for that first GAC that Datacrons are available. That's going to be a real big advantage if you've got a strong hold on it. Yep. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of the non-competitive players are just, they're going to take this real slow, and they're, there's even, like, 
this isn't going to go anywhere, but there's like talks of boycotts or something like that. I don't know if that's a, I think it's just like a data crumb boycott. I'm like, dude, you're just not going to use it. Okay. That's, that's probably you, you do you man, like power to you, but yeah. Yeah. But if you run into someone like me or Calvin, we're definitely going to use it and we're going to use it. I'm against not two you, teams. So. You better watch out. <laughs> CLS coming at you. <laughs> And I bet you there's more people that are going to use it than not use it. So that boycott ain't going to work. It's adapt or die. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't really there. All right, so that covers that. Um, so we can talk about this briefly. We might have even mentioned this at some other times, but I wanted to address it today because I, I was going to say I thought we were going to have a little more time. And we're om- we're almost over an hour at this point, And we've only made it through one oh, topic. <laughs> um, but so, Tilo, they, they changed the GAC schedule on us. It is now, now instead of being... Uh, four weeks in one off. It's going to be three weeks in one off. How does that make you feel? Um, I, I feel like I'm going to be more rested, more juiced up. And um, I really, really don't want to w- lose a record in this one. because you're Oh, not yeah, because it's a, very clear. There's no more six and six. Get <laughs> good or get no out. Six and six. Exactly. So if you go three and oh, your back is against the wall. You can't go three and oh and recover those rest of those weeks. So... You definitely got to be on the top of your game right from the jump and try to maintain that consistency in GAC. That's true. Yeah, it'll make it'll make how you're doing a lot clearer. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm really interested in what it's going to do with movement too in the leaderboard. Oh uh, yeah, is it going to have a bigger effect or is it going to be less because we're not doing it as much? Yeah, I uh, well, so the leaderboard it's been more or less established now. Yeah, I would imagine it evens out less now, just because your 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 whole your season is kind of based on your nine movement performance, so you have less time to get ahead and less time to recover. I think I think you'll probably move less than you did before. Um, but the squishing too, so it's going to be three weeks squishing instead of the four weeks squishing. Well, the, the, the squishing is based off of how far everyone gets from kind of where they should be. So it should be reduced squishing. I hate that word, man. They, <laughs> they should, there had to be a better term for that. that. That sounds like something we made up, too. That's the worst part about it. Oh, yeah. It sounds like some, one of the dumb names I come up with. Yeah, but that's purely CG that did that one. No, yeah, that, that one's on them. <laughs> All right. So, well, yeah, I... um. I don't even think I'll notice, to be honest. Like, after one or two months, I will probably forget that the, the seasons used to be 12. Yeah. And, and you know what? It, it, I think it's going to work out for the positive. Um, and we're going to continue our trend of positivity on this stream or this uh, podcast. But I, I think it's going to work out pretty good because we're going to have quicker turnaround for 3v3, 5v5. We're going to stay a little bit more on top of that. Of um, pretty much both GACs, so hopefully that'll translate into wins or just being able to be a little bit more comfortable with both sections of the GAC. I mean, it's just going to help prevent burnout, and it's it's not even that wide of a margin because I think it's literally only three less GACs a year. Like, three three GAC weeks. Like, it's it's really not, it's not like they're, it would have been one thing if they did three weeks on and two weeks off. That would have tanked. That would have actually really sucked um because you would you would feel those two weeks um but yeah i think i think this will probably be fine 
And let me ask you this. Because of the shortening, does it change your stance on 3v3 Omicrons? Are you a little bit more open to it? Or are you still, nah, I ain't going to mess with these? Uh, it's still the same margin. It's still it's still 50-50. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if one comes of... along and it's really stinking good, um, maybe. But I don't, I don't know how much they're going to delve into that. Because I feel like Tuscans... I don't even know if I think they should have done it with Tuscans. I don't know what the harm of doing Tuscans in 5v5 would have been. I would just let people yeah. undersize it. Um, but, like, how many teams can you get away doing that with? Like, maybe Sith Trio? Like, if you, if you like, only come in with the three of them or something like that? But not even them, because they have the Talon tied to them now with her Omicron. I don't, I don't know, know how much Talon's actually going to be with them once Malgus hits. Yeah, I don't think she's going to be with them either, but she's tied to them. Um, I don't know. I, I I think I'm right there with you. I, I was just bringing up the talking point. If it's really good, if it's game-breaking, I'm going to definitely do it. But if it's not, I'm not going to do it. A.K.A. Tuskins. I'm sorry, Tuskins. Like, I love for you, but not going to be able to do it. <laughs> now, I mean, if I if I was in a different place in the game and I wasn't as close to characters like Malgus and Starkiller that are really hungry for yeah. him, Maybe I would, like, if you have a lot more at your disposal, but, um, yeah. But, all right, so that's the new GSC schedule. We're on to leg day now, Tilo, so I do have a theme about for this. Let's not forget. Let us talk leg day. Important it is. How do you think I jump so high at my age? All right, Tilo, so leg day is upon us. For those of you who are new to the stream... Leg day is when we talk about everything that we've been working on our roster, whether it be mods, uh, data, well, data cards to come, Omicron, Zetas, gear, etc. So, Tilo, what are you hitting up? What, what did you get done this last week? Um, I'm, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. I was working Ooh. on mods, and I ended up getting two plus 25s and one plus 20. So, real good week for mods. I was excited about that. Um, I am still working on Lord Vader, so we're working on those characters. I got Echo. Uh, from the Bad Batch to Relic 5. Okay. So that was really good. So he'll be ready to go for this next GAC. The only character I have left to get to Relics is Tuscan Raider. So he's two, no, he's three pieces away. So once I get him, everybody's at Relic levels. Cool. And it's just a matter of just getting them relic up, which is probably going to be the most time. <laughs> and then um, Echelon. Echelon is 11 shards away from seven stars so that's going to be really cool i'm excited to see what he's able to do um in the ships if it's going to be a little bit more tanky i i i'm doing fine with six stars at the moment but we'll see if it changes anything with seven stars it should those modifiers go they go up quite a bit um yeah. but i think i think you'll just get a lot more use out of it at seven stars where where do you play so when do you think you're going to unlock lord bear do you think it's going to be a 3v3 season or a 5v5 season I don't even know, man. Uh, all those R8s are tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I mentioned I mentioned it, but I ended up getting my gas to relegate already, so he's done. Oh, good. Yeah, he, um, well, he's one of he's the only one you actually want there. Yeah, so the, I focusing on the ones I want to get there first. So obviously, gas. All my bad batch are relic five, so they're ready to go as soon as I got echo up. He was the last one. And then right now I'm working on who do I want? Uh, Padme, just because I always put her with the JMK, so might as well get her our relic eight. Then it might be uh, Zam, 
Um, I was thinking about Tarkin for the capital ship, but I like Thrawn in that position, so I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to go for him. And uh, Brill brings out a good point, too. Ark would be a really good one, as well as Echo. Uh, just the extra stats on my gas team, I'll take that all day. So those might be the next ones I do, and then we'll we'll do the Embos of the world and the Tuscan Raiders at the end. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, if you have to choose one to do now, yeah, Padme and Ark are both uh both better do because it is LSTB right now. Like if you can knock those out, just I mean just to make it make it a little safer than it already was. Brill's uh Shay BB for light side uh, TB. Oh, that's he right, goes, you guys are in the same is... guild, right? <laughs> yeah, he's all it is light side TB, so having the extra relic uh, okay. levels on the I heart. thought he was just being like <laughs> just being generally smart, but he's he has no. <laughs> ulterior motives in there as well. <laughs> well. Cool. Yeah, and uh, what about you? What What are you working on? Uh, I I'm okay. So I got my Orda five stars because of the this little event they're doing. By the way, those are really cool. Like, I think I'm gonna get like something at the ballpark of like fifty ore shards just for doing just for freezies that I didn't have to like go and burn Cantina energy on away from relics. So that was really really nice. Um, so she hit that. I got one other character up. I'm trying to remember who. Oh, I think I think I did Rose last week, though. Yeah, I think I already talked about that. Um, yeah, I don't think I did a whole lot. I did a lot of mod slicing. So I went in on those packs. I don't know how great of a deal they were, but I almost never have a chance to get the six A, the six D to six A slicing materials because I don't, I won't buy like buy a pack, but I'll use crystals. And I actually got some pretty good um, prizes. Like, I got, like, a 40 one time. I got a few 20s. Um, like, I got higher than the bare minimum. But, dude, I went, like, I went 0 and 8 for rolls. Like, I, I just took I took a mod that was, oh, like, man. at 19 speed, rolled it four times, two of these, and they just, they they all, they both stiffed me entirely. Um, so I did not make any progress on mods. Um, so I, maybe I shouldn't even be mentioning that. And then <laughs> Starkiller, man. Mar Jade needs one shard. So if RNGs is with me, I will have Starkiller unlocked in R7 tomorrow. I might even wake I'll up early that. just to see if I can do that. I think I'm going to do that. I did that. I'm not going to lie. When I when I get a character and I know I just need one more day of refreshes, I wake up early. <laughs> it's sad. I might do that. Well, I don't want to sit at work. Cause I'm gonna, I'll be super distracted at work. All I can think about is Star Killer when I'm supposed to be going through statements. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's he's up tomorrow, but I mean I haven't done that upgrade yet, you know. So that's I should I should be able to get Marjorie to R five, Star Killer to R seven, and I don't think I don't think I have enough to get Visas up immediately either. But she is gonna she is gonna be done. Um, probably probably not tomorrow, but uh. It, she'll, she'll, she should happen before 5v5 hits. So those three will probably be the big project. And then I can kind of figure out what I'm doing with my life. Because I've had like three or four other ideas for the next project. And I haven't settled on any of them yet. Um, I'm like Starkiller not to use them next week. Yeah, real care. That's why I so I stopped I stopped refreshing Mara Jade's uh, node for like the last week. Just because it wasn't going to do me any good. Um, I mean, I would have gotten him faster, but it wouldn't change much. Um... What was I gonna say? But yeah, so then that's, I'm gonna I'll be, I'll be able to f figure out my next project because I I don't really know what I'm doing right now. Like I looked at Adrad, Adrad does not really look super attractive just because I have nothing 
all my Rogue One characters are like gear seven. I don't have any of the Zetas. Um, I Bounty Hunter is also need to be worked on at some point. I need to get Fennec up there. Um, Ray is always taunting me. There's a there's there's a there's a few things out there. I, I just don't know what I'm gonna do yet. Um, I I also have to plan for Malgus, which that shouldn't be that hard. Uh, he's only one no. character, and I think I might only bump up the relics on the other ones by one or something, so that won't be super hard. But yep, there's a lot out there. Not really sure what we're gonna do. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure I'll let you guys know next week. Wolf is calling you out. What about Ray, man? She's probably gonna have to wait right now. Honestly, it's she'll, she'll get there. She's in a kind of a similar position as Adrad. She's obviously much more useful than Adrad, but at the same time, yeah. I have like nothing. I have like nothing for her. Like if if I want to get um, if I want to get her Rex up, I think I only have like four four of the characters done, and the rest of them are sitting at like gear nine or something stupid like that. Like it's I'm really far away from her. Yeah. Um. Ah man. Well, congratulations on Star Killer. That's first of all, that's awesome, man. Uh, he, he's really cool. I've I've only used him in what two seasons now, but I really really like him. And then um. Have you thought about Shorty? Uh, probably not. Just because... Yeah, I guess it's for a similar reason as... Well, so I think a lot of her viability is in her character. And I'm I'm not going to be able to get her to seven stars for, you know, six months or whatever it is going to be. Um, So I really I haven't really looked that much into her. And yeah, I also don't have any of that team built up, really. I mean, I guess... At a certain point here, yep. I'm not there yet, but at a certain point, I'm going to be able just to give up characters like R2. Like, once I get Ray, once I have Ray, then that yeah. I'm not going to need uh, R2 for the JTR team anymore, because the JTR team's not going to exist. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Probably not Shorty. Yeah, I'm excited for her. I really want to use her. I think that's going to be my next project after Vader. Um, or... Or if anything happens with these Inquisitors, if they end up being viable in GAC, that might be something I kind of move into after Lord Vader. Or who knows, maybe they announce another GL down the line in a, in like a month or two. Yeah, well, I'm kind of glad they didn't announce a new... I know a lot of people so, were like really wanting a GL, but I'm I'm kind of happy they didn't do one this last road ahead. Like, that's fine. I, I can wait. Yeah, me too. But I think it's coming, dude. Oh, it ha- I think it kind of uh, has to be like they're not gonna. The game isn't gonna, unless the game ends in like the next few months. They're not gonna end. <laughs> they're not gonna go out without any other GLs. Especially with the the announcement of uh, Rad and the possibility of him having a capital ship. If you look at all the GLs that we have, I was like, what possibility? For... Man, that that's happening. Well, yeah, it's pretty much happening. But before until it happens, it's a possibility. That's but fair. if you look at the if you look at the GLs, four out of the six have a capital ship tied to them. So, so that may be something that they tie in a capital ship with, say, Leia or somebody else. So I, I think we're getting pretty close to that. Oh, yeah. Well, every fleet commander is required for a GL except Akbar right now. And, you know, Leia could be Akbar and Radis at the same time and finally knock them out. Yeah, <laughs> you're 100% right. <laughs> That's true. All right, man. So that's that pretty much covers leg day. And now on to our favorite part of the show. Whose kit is it anyways? Woo! And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> I, I still got to make a sounder for this. I've been slacking. <laughs> that's all right, man. All right. So 
I once again do not remember who went first last time. So how do we want to do this? I re- I remember. Oh, you do. <laughs> I um, I didn't listen to the podcast the day after. I waited to what yesterday to listen okay. to, that was so funny. I would remember. So I asked you first. So now you got to ask me first. All right. So you got your you got your chat covered up. Let me cover it up. I'll give a right, brief comment for anyone who's new. So for every every single podcast, we play this game called Who Kid Is It Anyways? Where one of us, or actually both of us will eventually do it, but one of us will read off the description for an ability on a character, and the other person has to guess correctly what that character is. All right, so you ready, Tilo? No, I'm ready. All right, let's make sure I sense this properly. Deal physical damage to target enemy. In addition... This character gains foresight for two turns if they didn't have any positive status effects and offense up for three turns if they do. That was kind of complicated. Okay. So no status effect, foresight, if they do, offense up. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, uh, that was the complicated part. Man. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think. My mind's telling me Yoda, but I want to I want to think this out before I say Yoda, and I don't think it's Yoda. Um because it can't be Yoda just because I think his basic has potency down or potency up just because of freaking conquest that kind of like melted into my brain. Um so who's it got to be? Foresight's interesting. Not a lot have foresight. Did did it say physical or special damage? Uh, deal physical damage to target enemy. So most likely a basic. Um, trying to think. Gosh, this one's hard. Um, physical. Offense up, I think Shock T, but I know she doesn't have foresight on her basic. This feels like a Jedi ability, if I had a guess. Um, all right, let's go. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I got to pick one quick because last time I listened to the podcast, I went so slow. I was like, dude, just say something. (laughs) I'm like, dude, just say something already. Just guess. (laughs) Um, All right, I'm going to pick. Oh, my gosh. This is hard. Sometimes I don't like this game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am going to say. um, Hoff Rebel Scout. Nope. All right, cool. This is what I need. Oh, okay. So this is, I, I, let me look at something here real quick. One second. I need uh, to count. Um, I didn't think it one second. (laughs) This isn't good. (laughs) I'll I'll explain what I'm doing afterwards. I kind of have an idea. He's got two factions that are obscure. Okay. Or she, (laughs) you ready? Yeah. Uh, resistance. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So now you got me in my head trying to figure out some of these. You made me like second guess myself even harder, I think. So not none of the JTRs. No fins. Droids are available. Vets are available. The foresight is what's interesting. Can you read it to me one more time? Yeah, I think I read it to you once so far. Um, So deal physical damage with target enemy. In addition, this character gains foresight for two turns if they didn't have any positive status effects and offense up for three turns if they did. So it pretty much does two things, but one of them, it, it switches back and forth. You have to get Forcer, you get Offense, and then you, you deal physical damage. Gosh darn it. Um, oh my gosh, I bet you chat's killing me right now. Uh, they, um, they were a little divided, but they, they eventually got it. Gosh, I think we need like a monthly phone a friend. Um, I am going to say it can't it can't be Vet Han because he's got stagger. I'm not sure what Vet Chewie does to be a hundred percent. Um, can't be BBA. Can't be. Can't be R two. I want to say I did JTR's basic and it was just dumb. I had a lot of text in it, so I'm not for 100%, but I have a feeling she kind of falls into that category as well with something with foresight. I'm going to go Vet Chewy, and I think it's wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. Um, Scav Ray. Gosh darn it. All right. It's her first special. Um, I actually, I didn't know about the offense up. Like I knew I, in my head, it was just guaranteed foresight. So I don't know if I would have gotten that one either. Um, yeah, it's, it's her, her first special. And it was interesting. Ch- chat guessed two things. Uh, they went, they went to Grandmaster Yoda as well. And they went to, someone said first order type pilot. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, they have like, those characters have abilities that are in the area. Um, yeah. like Grandmaster Yoda's and, basic. Depending on what happens or how much turn meter they have, you or how much health they have, you get offense up, or you get foresight. So it's really, it's very similar. It, it's just the only thing that kept me away from there was I know it has something with potency. And as defense penetration too, it's 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 a it's got a ton of stuff defense in it. Yeah, it's weird. So that that's the one that kind of in the ray thing that that makes sense because I think I did ray basic on you and you did yeah it, it was. Her basic was weird, so I knew it wasn't her. That was a good one. Oh, and I was... I I had to check to see which one had less if it was Lesufu or Resistance, because they're really close. Um, Lesufu only beats Resistance by, like, a total of two characters. Oh, man. And see, that's a good one, because I I knew it had to be a double one. Yeah, because of the amount of time I was taking. I should have looked at that before. (laughs) Yeah, so that helped. But it, it didn't give me any benefit at all. <laughs> I was thinking Scoundrel, to be honest. Well, yeah, because I mean, a lot of them are double faction, uh, but Scoundrel's a huge faction. Yeah. 
But okay. it, it, see, that, that's where I should have thought about something else. <laughs> but I think, oh, Smuggler. Smuggler actually would have been really close as well. Yeah. No, no, your, your, yeah. your thought was valid. <laughs> did, it, uh, did it bear any fruit, though? All right. All right. So everything good for you? Yeah, I Covered got chat up? closed. Hit me with your best shot. Hopefully we don't right. go 6-0 and like we did last week. That was rough, man. <laughs> that was rough. That, was, that right. sucked. <laughs> or 0-6. Oh Sorry, not 6-0. and That's where I'm dyslexic. Kevin's all, I'm never used to say 0-6 oh, or 0-6. Oh all right. So here's, here's the ability. Deal physical damage to target enemy and grant 15% turn meter to another random ally with less than 50% Turn meter. This attack deals 15% more damage if blank has critical damage up. Um, read that again. <laughs> All right. Deal physical damage to target enemy and grant 15% turn meter to another random ally with less than 50% turn meter. This attack deals 15% more damage if blank has critical damage up. I almost said it. Um, <laughs> is it. Is it 15 or 50 extra damage if they have critical damage up? 15% more damage. Okay. All right. So there's only one character I know of that gets bonus damage if they have crit damage up. And I don't know if this is him because the, the TM thing is really messing with me. And I think he gets a guaranteed crit is from his unique. It's not from, it's not actually on his basic. Um, yeah, the TM's really weirded me out, but I don't, I don't remember. His basic has to do something other than that. Because crit damage up isn't that common either. Because um, all of First Order's stuff is through advantage. It's not through crit damage up. I don't even think, I guess they, they have crit damage up with SLKR. They don't do they don't do a lot of turn meter because they kill themselves. Yeah, I've got one in my head. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this another minute, but I'll probably just end up going with him. Um, <laughs> All right. It was not common. Kira gives it out. I think in some form. I think Trey does too. So they they have a fifty percent chance to give someone fifteen percent turn meter if they're below fifty percent turn meter. That's, that's a really random ability. Yeah, it's a fifteen percent turn meter to another random ally with less than fifty percent TM. That's, that's barely anything. So th this has to be a basic, um, or really old character. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the only one I got stuck in my head. It's it, I I just don't know the beginning of the 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 ability. Uh, is this Echo? Uh, Bible first Echo. Son of a gun. Yeah, you got it. I definitely I didn't know the turn meter say. thing. I didn't know the turn meter thing, but it, the the crit da bonus damage for crit damage up. I mean, because we make fun of it for years. It's still one of the only omegas I don't have, even after the matchmaking switch, just because it's useless. There's no one on my team that <laughs> yeah. gives it to him. That, that, that was a good call because I thought for sure you're gonna say Geo Soldier. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> see That's a good one, man. 
Gosh right. darn it. <laughs> I get to redeem myself though. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, it's it's your turn for the for the bonus one. Uh yeah, right. Braille said Geo Soldier basic, Bible first echo. That one they got pretty quick. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, Maybe I didn't I, I, I couldn't have told you the TM thing, man. I really couldn't have. <laughs> you did good though, you got it. Yeah. All right, um, so I need to cover up chat, too, because if I have a chance to steal this one, then I can't spoil that. So who is it today? Is it Atlantis's? Uh, I am not 100% sure. I think it is. I think you put two in, but this is this is going to be his first one. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. So you have Atlantis's. Um, do you want me to read it to you? Do you want to read it? How do you want to do it? Uh, you can read it. I got my butt handed. We we got our well, I guess me more so by our butt handed to us by doofing last one. Ugh, that was rough. All right. Deal physical damage to target enemy and daze them for two turns. If that enemy was already dazed, staggered, oh or exposed, they are stunned for one turn instead. This attack deals thirty percent more damage to debuffed enemies. I'm gonna turn oh, my mic gosh. off. All right, hold my beer. I think I know who this one is. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be real upset once I don't get this right. <laughs> oh my gosh, let me look again. Days staggered or exposed. Um. I don't know why I want to say Zeb, but I'm pretty sure it's not Zeb. This attack deals 30% more damage to debuffed enemies. Okay. Deal physical damage to target enemy and daze them for two turns. If this enemy was already dazed... Stagger to expose. Gosh. Uh, shoot. I feel no, this has to be a bad batch. Is it bad batch? They are stunned for one turn <laughs> instead. This attack. Daze them for two turns if the enemy was already dazed, staggered, or exposed. <sighs> Son of a gun. Okay, I'm going to go with mine because I don't want to stand here forever. Is it Wrecker? Oh, I, I have to see. Sorry, you turn, Calvin. Uh, it's Zeb, right? Yep. Got yep. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you said it, and I was like, "Oh I crap, did. he's gonna get it." Um, oh. Yeah, it's Zeb, it because was... <laughs> oh, I, I know that because that screwed me on Nestles before. Because I thought I I get to check in game real quick, but I thought the stun is irresistible if you have one of the one of the threes. Because I've had. Or maybe it's the staggered series or something like that. Um, 
yeah, because Phoenix is the only team that is going to be able to expose Stagger or um or Dezu. Or maybe not the God only squad ever, but I know that they can do it. That would hurt. That would hurt a lot. <laughs> is, is that a character My you like, or just because you were already so close because you said it? No, it's just because I already said it was the first thing that came out of my mouth was them. <laughs> and I, I talked myself out of it. <laughs> it's really close to Death Troopers too, but Death Trooper gets uh he gets to double tap if they're a rebel. I don't know why I was thinking Wrecker. I think I should have guessed somebody else instead too. I don't know. Well, um, so Bad Batch does have a similar mechanic where Tech he gets tech, to stun huh? if they have. It's either tar it's target lock or days, like he he it's a similar mechanic on his AOE. And Zeb's is stunned for two turns. Ah, uh, it's days for two turns. Yeah, days for two turns. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. it doesn't say resistance. Maybe I'm making something up. He had the he had the text written correctly. That, that's kind of a fun one though. Again, I this is, I I feel like I did have a slight advantage here because I didn't know that mechanic beforehand, but. Charles is kind of obsessed with uh with Zeb and he talks about it a lot in our server. And I guarantee you if we go back into the into the server, you can find conversations where I've maybe I've commented or I've just lurked about the two of them talking about how overpowered <laughs> Zeb's basic is or something like that. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I guess I knew it too for like a split second. <laughs> oh, you did, yep. <laughs> Got started. You question All yourself. Right. <laughs> My score is looking real suckish right now in this game. <laughs> hey, we're learning a lot. We're learning a lot. Yeah. Also, be important oh, no, we get the Datacrons thrown on top of everything else. I'm going to be ready, uh, Slumdog mil Millionaire status, when we ever get into a competition. <laughs> All right. That being said, are you, are you ready to move on to last week's episode of Kenobi? Oh, yeah, man. I'm excited for this. All right. So, as always, guys, we are going to give um, everyone a minute to, you know, either turn the podcast off or just skedaddle. If you haven't seen last week's episode of Kenobi, I'm going to go ahead and here and uh, I'm going to update the, the stream name here. Got that done. Although we love Zeb kids. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Like, so that part of Zeb's kit is actually very good. It might be the only part of Zeb's kit. That's really good. Um, but yeah, I don't know why, but Charles, I think it's gotten up hold and stuff like that. But Charles is just kind of obsessed with Zeb and like loading him up with potency and people trying to like Wampa his Phoenix and then losing. Um, that was before Wampa became who Wampa is now. But yeah. All right. So I think we've given a minute. Uh, I'll give you a second, a final warning. Uh, Kenobi spoilers are happening now. So if you have not turned the podcast off or got, gone away from the stream, you're going to want to do that now. All right, Tilo. What were your thoughts on this last one? Oh, man. I absolutely love this one. Well, I loved all the Kenobi series so far, but this one was really, really cool. And uh, probably some of my favorite aspects of Star Wars. It's always those little things like last episode where we get to see the names on the wall that get me excited. This one had a way bigger uh, experience. I'm not going to go into it just yet, <laughs> but really, really liked it. And you? So I actually, I think this is my least favorite until now. Oh, for reals? Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't hate it. Like I still, I, I, I enjoyed the experience of, I think I've watched it maybe three times. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't exactly love it just because I felt it, it started to derail the series a little bit. Um, 
So what I felt like they were building up, and I talked, to, I, I ranted on this last week a lot. They were really building up to Obi-Wan hitting his rock bottom. And then I was hoping for this latter half of the series that he would start to find his way out of the pit. And this one, it, it kind of broke that. It, it was just, he was still, you could tell he was still out of it. He's still not his former self. But he's starting to get a grip on things. And I, I was hoping yes. I was hoping for something more dramatic. I was hoping for something more game changing. Um so I didn't I didn't really like that. And this is a comment this that's been going around with everyone. Um and I, I don't read into this too much because I don't care that much about this type of stuff. But the the cinematography quality, I don't know like I don't know what the right word is here. So it, it's it's good Star Wars. It's still good Star Wars, but overall, like, it doesn't seem like it's being that well executed. Like, uh, the dialogue is kind is kind of chunky. Um, the 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 special effects, the scene to scenes, like it's starting. I typically don't care about the stuff, but I I really feel like this one showcased that either their budget wasn't high enough, or there were some bad calls that were made because there were there were just some things that didn't seem super great. And I wonder if it has to do anything with the the set that they're using. I forget the name of what they use. Um, it's like that little half. Oh, the biome thing. Yeah, and I wonder if that because we have this, a very similar thing to the chase sequence in Book of Boba Fett, where people really didn't really like it because they didn't really feel the the power of the the speeder through <laughs> through Tatooine. It felt like he was going like five miles an hour. So I wonder if it's any like limitations on their end when it comes to that. And obviously because of COVID and stuff, they really can go out there and uh, film in location. So I wonder if that has limitations. Yeah, it probably has to be that in regards to like certain things they can do. But I, I, I mean, like I, I'd, I'd rather them find a way around it. Like, <laughs> and, and I know, <laughs> yeah. I know like the Mandalorian season one, like, I think the budget for The Mandalorian Season 1, or, like, I don't know if it was the budget, but, like, what it took them to do it financially. Like, I don't know if Disney Plus has recovered from that still. Like, it was super expensive. So I don't know if everything thus far has suffered because of that. Um, but I don't really love that Kenobi, it feels, in, at least in this last episode, it kind of feels like Kenobi's getting the shaft. Because the other, the other three episodes, I really, I really liked them. And this one, this one really did have one redeeming factor. Um, but I, I've been talking a lot, so tell, tell me, Usher, the rest of your thoughts on this one. No, I, I really, I, I like this one. I like the characters they introduce. Obviously we get to see, um, Ice Cube's son. So, so he was one of the, 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 basically the leader of the path. So yep. like the underground railroad system for the Jedi. So that was cool. I was really wondering when his character would pop up. Uh, I knew he was coming onto the show, just didn't know who he was playing. A couple of people out there were talking about that. Possibly he could have played, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Quinlan. So, oh. so after that episode. So I was actually kind of excited. I was like, okay, is he going to be Quinlan? Uh, he's a little, he's he's a little, part, he's, he's on my team. He's a little bit of thick boy nation, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but hey, I'm, I'm, well, I'm about it. <laughs> everybody ages. Like there, there, there's things that that could happen that could cause that. I would have saw that. I've been like, "Hey, Quinley, you fell off." <laughs> um, no, but his character was kind of cool. Had a little bit tragic backstory of um, his wife being taken by the Inquisitors yep. and giving them the motivation to kind of help these Jedi 
Um, I've heard the, the the speculation that possibly his wife being Reba. I don't think that's a possibility at all. I think he's definitely a part of um, the younglings we see in episode one. And I, yeah. I think she becomes an inquisitor basically from a youth and, and doesn't really get to live a life outside of that. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I don't. So I do. I do think she was a youngling, and but I don't think she was taken as youth because they. I don't forget who makes the comment if it's the Grand Inquisitor, or the Fifth Brother, but one of them makes the comment that, like she was gotten out of the sewers or something like that. Like I don't think she was taken directly from there and made an Inquisitor. I think she maybe escaped, and then like up, and then she came. She came to them. Um, but either way, yeah, I don't think it's. His, I really don't think it's his wife. Um, no. Fifth brother calls her trash. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so I, I like this character, but but again, ugh, I, and this this is kind of messed up because I'm a huge fan of the prequels, and this is really kind of where the prequels fell short was that they were really good Star Wars, but a lot of their production value was really kind of clunky. Like it wasn't. Yeah. There were a lot of things that people looked at, like what, what is going on with this dialogue, or like you know this scene could have been done. Like that's not that's not at all how that would play out um that was another one of the things that i thought was really clunky was the whole wade dying thing like it's like you can't like you yeah. can't present a character and kill him and expect me to see an, an emotional like there's no there is no emotion to that within like a four minute time span or whatever it was and and, and that's the thing they could have easily made it to where you had an emotional investment give them a little bit not even a full scene just be like i'm helping the jedi because when i was young in the Clone Wars, the Jedi saved me and my parents, okay, yeah. and I I feel like I'm indebted to them. So now I'm here to help them and give them safe passage as they did to me all those years ago. Just something simple, something really quick, just something that he could say through passing to Obi-Wan to make his death kind of like hit a little bit harder. I don't know. It, it's just, like you said, it's dialogue that's something that they could have touched on and really made that impact hit a little bit harder than it did. Yeah, so I, like I said, the 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 overall quality of it was definitely lacking in my opinion. There were there were some effects too, like the the water scene. Number one, we've already anyone who's played Fallen Order has already seen that exact scene, and like it just didn't like it didn't look that good, or like the speeders coming in also like the the effects didn't look, like it just didn't. It looked like it could have been done better. Um, but the Jedi tomb, that's huge. Oh yeah, and I feel like that is. That is the whole reason why they mapped out this episode. Like that that's the only oh, thing that yeah. makes sense to me because this episode just seems really unnecessary and out of place without that. Like it seems like this was just an excuse for that. No, definitely. But I was gonna throw something else on the awkward thing. It's the trench coat with Obi-Wan with Leia. Oh in yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. Oh like Nobody else like pointed that out in that whole hangar. No stormtrooper. Reva's the only one that's like you dubbies. Like, look at this battle with four legs. And Obviously, you, you could, we don't they like could, all they had to do was show them sneaking around. Like they were going around boxes <laughs> around the ridge, or like they had jumped down and they were they were like uh, climbing across with their hand, like something like it. Yeah, it, it could have been done. Like I said, it, it, quality wise, it could have been done a lot better. Yeah, they should they should have rethinked that one. Uh, no, but I'm right there with you, though. And I think this is the reason why I like the episode so much is because of that whole Jedi tomb. 
uh, that was just awesome for me. And that, this is the reason I like Star Wars. It's for scenes like this, either in comic books, either in books, either in movies. It doesn't matter. It's those little scenes that sometimes they don't even address. Sometimes they have no dialogue associated with them. But just the little nuggets they give to people that really invest into Star Wars. Um, obviously, we see um, the Jedi that helped Ahsoka get her lightsaber back. Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. I know you probably don't. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a uh, Tar Terra. Oh yeah, Tar-tar- I don't know his name. Um, Terasabe. I don't know. It's probably like that. yeah. He was the kind of the elder at the Jedi Temple. Yeah, yeah he had that really cool lightsaber. It was like his cane. It was a cane, yeah. It cane. was a cane lightsaber yeah. that he had hidden. So I see that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they were like, he's dead. Well, obviously, I probably knew he was already dead, but it was it's something to see him in the tomb like that. Um, I don't know if you noticed this too, and this is something that got me excited uh, right from the beginning. If you look to the right, obviously, he's right there on the left side. If you look on the right, there's another Jedi Master right there. Um, he's in episode one. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name really quick. I'll look it up. But 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 you could talk while I look it up. <laughs> no, I mean like so. Th- this is I think this is the whole reason they made this episode up is because if you if you look at like what has happened in the storyline, it didn't advance at all. Like no one's dead. Not even Tala's dead. Like one of the more useless no. characters, kind of. She has a good character, but like sh- they they didn't even kill her off in this one, and we're still back to the same situation of Riva trying to hunt down Kenobi slash Leia. Um, like nothing. The dynamic hasn't changed. This 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 episode didn't change the dynamic of anything at all. Um, so other than the fact that the Inquisitors are willing to torture kids, which I guess we probably already knew that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the Jedi tomb that that was the big highlight, and I think I think that's going to be something that is going to get brought up in other mediums. Uh, I think that's that's ultimately going to be charging for something because what it honestly kind of looks like. I don't think they're just there for show. I think. Um, I think their their bodies, either for midichlorian purposes or specific Jedi powers, they're being studied, uh, and this might ultimately have up to do. This might ultimately have up, go up to how Palpatine, even in a broken state, was able to transfer his Force consciousness. Um, like they were able to study, they had enough to go off of because we've seen before that some Jedi kind of have unique Force abilities that are a little bit out of the range of what is normal. So I wonder if because with these bodies they were able to compile enough data to, you know, as the famous line goes, um, the dark side is a pathway to many abilities some would consider to be unnatural. So it feels pretty dark side to be dissecting a bunch of Jedi's dead bodies um, to figure out what the secrets are. But yeah. Uh, for the Jedi, that was for that that helped Ahsoka find your lightsaber. Her name, his name was uh, Tara Sin Sinabe. Ter- Master Tara Sinabe is probably what he went by or something. Yeah, so there's that. But I'm 100 percent with you. Um, I I think they're really using them as bait to catch some of these other Jedi's. Obviously, we see them uh, use Luminara and Rebels. Yep. So, so it's it's the same thing. They're, they're, I think they're using them as bait, and then a hundred percent too. I could definitely see them trying to maybe get some of these um, these their minichlorians out of them, like the, what they were trying to do with Grogu. I could definitely see them yep. taking them yep, yep, to yep. the same same exact concept. 
to the mountain over there um, that we see in Bad Batch. Suppose in, in Legends, that was that was a place where Palpatine kept basically all his like biggest treasures and uh, really focused a lot of the stuff that he was doing. Or even take him to Exegol itself and, and use it over there. Well, we know his laboratories over there. They may use it as test subjects, even to create Snoke or even another body for himself, which we end up seeing in uh, Episode Nine. Yep. Uh, so I could I could definitely see that being in play, um, or because it's the Inquisitors, maybe they just use it as bait for other Jedi. And I think that's a little bit more likely, just because it's Inquisitors rather than being a facility that Palpatine really looks over. Um, the other Jedi. It was um, Poly Polydopian. Polydopian. He has his eyes right here, like on the side of his head, and like then the hammerhead shark like a, kind of deal. Kind of, and he looks like a. Di- if you look at episode one, he's one of the the high council members. What's his name? It's um, Poly P O L. Yeah, and then D A P A T I A N. Um. And he wasn't there for it all the other episodes because he ended up um, actually stepping down from the Jedi Council, kind of like what um, Depo Palaba did, where she was in there episode one, episode two, she's not there, and they're replaced with some of these other Jedis for the High Council. But you definitely see him. So that's a really big kill for the, for the Inquisitors because that's a High Council member actually right there. So, so real interesting. Uh, some people say they even saw Mace Windu in there. I definitely don't think they saw Mace Windu. If Obi Wan passed Mace Windu, he definitely would have gave him a good hard look, and we oh, would have seen yeah, that yeah, for that sure. Would have happened. Um, I'm really interested though. If you look on the top when you first see that um, scene, there's a Twi'lek. So I'm wondering maybe if that's Ayla. I know her body's probably like torn to shreds, or if it's another Twi'lek Jedi. But but if you look on top, there's a Twi'lek for sure. Hmm. I thought I saw someone from Plo Koon's, uh species on the very first look, even before you get uh, to the Jedi Master that trained with Ahsoka. I, I think that's the one you're thinking that um, ends up being that Jedi. Okay. Because he kind of looks like that a little bit. I don't get a good look, and I don't know if they would. I don't know if Filoni is ready to, for Plo Koon to be dead, because he really likes that character. <laughs> no, Plo Plo's definitely dead. There ain't, ain't no way he gets shot out of the plane. His whole you know starship's what fandom on fire. were a part of, Tilo? Somehow Plo <laughs> has returned? I, I don't know. <laughs> but if I have the bet, I think that man's dead. If the fire didn't kill him, the plane crash definitely has a good chance <laughs> of killing him. <laughs> oh, who oh, knows? But yeah, no, that that seems really cool. Has a lot of like big implications, either for what you talked about their Palpatine, or 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 what the Inquisitors are doing. But I I like that a lot, and that's my favorite part of the episode. And I think that's why I like this episode so much. <laughs> yeah, that, like like I said, the the Jedi tomb was really the the redeeming part of. It. I just I don't know. I just wish they could have done it a little bit better, and there could have been a little bit more sustenance for this one. But I, I said, don't want the series to be. I want the series to be about Obi Wan. I'm, I'm really actually okay with it being about Leia too. Like I'm, I'm kind of fine with that. I just don't want this to be an out for them to plug the, their next five Disney Plus series, kind of like they did with Mando season two. Um, yeah. Like we are, we are, we've already episode two. We got to see Cornhorn. Episode three, uh, Quinlan got dropped. Episode four, now we're seeing this Jedi tomb. Like I don't, 
I really hope that Disney just doesn't use this as a medium to plug, you know, three or four more series, because that would, I, at least at the expense of Obi Wan, that kind of sucks. I mean, we we've waited way longer for this. Yeah, and I, I I feels like the series is more just like a Jedi series. We're finding so much about the Jedi during the dark times. So, but but speaking about Obi Wan though. Um, this episode, like you mentioned earlier, it felt like he was getting a little bit more into the groove and started to get his force powers back a little bit, uh, giving me flashbacks of Starkiller in, in the, when, when he takes out all those stormtroopers in the dark. It's really, really cool scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, really, I really hope. I don't, do, we, do we know the run times for the last two? Um, I think they're around like an hour, to be honest. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. That's what they've usually been so far, but I think the next episode we're gonna get Qui Gon. I, I, <laughs> I, I really hope these these last two are just. I, I, I'm, I'm getting. I'm sorry. I'm honestly, I'm getting a little worried that the last two are gonna be the same quality as the fourth one, and it's. I don't know. I, I I'm. I'm I'm hesitant. I'm I'm gonna try. I'm, I, I think I'm gonna try. I have to lower my expectations. That's really hard. I and I think we were thinking about it to where Qui-Gon would appear at his lowest. But if you think about it, if you look at The Last Jedi, for instance, or, uh, yeah, it's The Last Jedi. No, we didn't see any Force ghosts interact with Luke when he was on ex, ex, or exile, where he cut himself off with the Force, and that seems what kind of Obi Wan has done. He's he's not strong with the force. He's not using it at all. Same thing with Luke on the the island. He he's not using the force at all. As soon as he turns on the force and actually uses it, he gets a, a vision of uh, Yoda talking to him. And I think this episode kind of is going to be the buffer to where we're finally going to be able to see Qui Gon be able to talk to Obi Wan next episode because he's starting to use the force. He's starting to get his groove back as a Jedi doing all the moves we see him use in uh, episode three, use the, the force to kind of hold that light, that uh, that glass panel up with the, the water. He's starting to embrace the force more. And I think that's going to be the the reason why Obi-Wan, or Qui-Gon's able to come back to Obi-Wan. He wasn't able to get to Obi-Wan because he cut himself off from the force or was limited from the force. Well, I, so that, that, is, that is a really good point. Both what we can see happening now and what we've seen in other areas as well. But I think on top of that, too, you have to remember that Qui-Gon Jinn was the pioneer for this. Like, he, at least in this time period, I think someone mentioned that Old Republic, they were also able to commune with, like, Force Ghosts or something like that. But, like, in this current era, this is is a rather new ability. And Qui-Gon really hasn't been able to connect in the same way, for example, like we see Obi-Wan and Luke interact in, I think, Episode 6. Where Obi-Wan just flat out comes and has like a full 10-minute conversation with him where Luke can see him and everything. Qui-Gon is much more limited. Qui-Gon could only speak to Obi-Wan on Mortis. We think that's that was Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. And even when he talks to Yoda, he has to pretty much do it through the wills. Like he's not he's not able to maintain a direct line of communication of being able to talk and be visible. Um so I I think a lot some of this is on Qui-Gon's part too. And honestly, Qui-Gon might be just trying to be this will be a, such a Qui-Gon move. Uh will be trying to teach Obi-Wan something in making him wait. Like that's yeah, very much his out of box philosophy. It's, 
Qui-Gon doesn't just doesn't want to come to the rescue. He he wants Obi-Wan to learn something in this. And and and, just, and we know by the time of New Hope, Qui-Gon has fully mastered the Force Ghost. He's actually able to yes. uh yeah, put, by that time. put himself as a visual as we do see Obi-Wan in the original series. He does that for Obi-Wan. So he he stepped up his Force Ghost capabilities um than what we see in episode one but it's like you mentioned i don't know if if this is the time that he's still learning it's obviously it's got to be hard because like you said he is the pioneer so so does he not have that capability yet is it often like not as consistent as it is in the original trilogy because he's trying to still figure it out because what is the series is what how many years after episode um three ten years what is it ten years so yeah so so it's still a long time, but I could definitely see him still being in the process of mastering that. Yeah, so I guess if I if I have two last requests for this series, or really two only requests, is I want a, I want a huge heart to heart moment. I'm, I'm very dramatic. I, a moment with Qui Gon Obi Wan Episode Five, and in Episode Six, I really 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 want to see a huge battle between Obi Wan and Vader. Where Obi Wan not only destroys him physically, but also morally. Very similar to the fight, um, a little bit longer, but similar to the fight between Obi Wan and Maul. Um, in both, in both the Clone Wars and in Rebels, where Obi Wan doesn't just best them physically, but there is a there's a battle of ideologies. I, I and I want to see that. I, I want to see a little bit more of this dialogue that we saw. I think in Episode Three. Where Obi Wan asks him, "What have you become?" and Vader says, "You know, I'm I'm what you made me." Like I I want I want them to dig into their ideologies a little bit more, and I really want Obi Wan for this is where again where the the mature um, sage comes out of that we see in A New Hope. I want to see that I want to see that maturity during the fight. That's that is my request. I I'm, I'm right there with you, and if we get Qui Gon, I really want him. Don't get me wrong. But even if we get a couple words, I'll be happy. But the main thing that I want is that showdown between Vader and Obi-Wan. I want that showdown to be epic. I want a fully powered Obi-Wan. I want a fully powered Vader to go at it. Um, we, we've only seen that fight in episode four. And honestly, I'm sorry for all those people that love episode four. It's not my favorite fight. It, it, the emotions well, they, behind they just it. Had, they had nothing to work with, like. I mean, I, yeah. You get like you you compare the original trilogy sword fights to the the prequels. Oh my gosh! Exactly. Like it's it's not yeah. it, it's not even close. It's like a toddler playing like trying to race an adult or something. No, a hundred percent. Like I was to say, it was the emotion behind that fight. It's there, and especially after we get all that information from the prequels, Clone Wars, and everything else, it, you feel that emotion more. But now, because we're in a new age, I want them to be able to tie that uh, that prequels type fighting to what is possible with the OT and give us that real monster fight. Uh, did you ever see the 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 edit, the fan edit of the episode what is it called? Scene forty six or whatever. Yes. Did you that, ever you ever saw you saw that? I have seen it. It is very stinking good. Like that. Oh, it's. I, it's I want so something like that, but on a higher, high, higher scale. Exactly. Thirty-eight. That, and that's 
and that's what I want from this series. I want to see Vader with the raw animalistic Sith power as well as Obi-Wan being able to hang in there and even best Vader because he has to win this fight between Vader and um, and Obi-Wan for, for it to make sense uh, in canon in episode four. But I, I want something like that. But like you said, in better visuals, better everything else because they do have the budget. And again, I, I, I'm a sucker for the ideology thing, man. I, I want I want Vader to come at him and like throw his excuses of why he turned to the dark side or like you took everything from me or um, like because of this, because of that. No way one, you know, just again, this the episode four Sage looks back at him like you are what you are because of the decisions you made or um, you th- this was not a guaranteed like you're you have only yourself to blame or so, you know, something obviously a lot better than what I'm coming up here on the spot. Um, no. I'm right there with you. I I want some bars. I want Obi Wan and Kenobi to have some bars in this because if you look at their fight in Episode Three, we have so many good lines. Oh you yeah, are we my do. Brother in their, in their fight in Episode Three. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it, and they're simple. You are my brother, Anakin. I hate you. Uh, Sifts only deal in absolutes. Like you can go on and on. Of oh yeah, we could clip that entire lines. battle if we wanted to, Cause just because of how and memorable all... all the lines are. Exactly. And they're simple lines, but that's what I want in this. I want them to have bars. I want them to have lines that we remember because this should be a memorable fight. This should be an epic battle to where you want to quote this. I want to see this fight on TikTok all day because people are making their own little edits. Like I want this to be something that we want. It, it, yeah. And like, like chat's bringing out the high ground, like there's so many like lines on um, you underestimated my power. Exactly. We can go on and on. That's all I want. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I just wanted to be good. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, I can even be like, if they want to, yeah, it'll make up for this this episode's lack of quality if they can give me those two things. Yeah. All right, Tilo. I think we are, are we good to go ahead and raid? Do you have any last comments you would like to give everyone before we head out? Uh, no, I'm pretty good. Uh, it's going to be a chill next week for me too. I don't know if you guys can see, I'm, I'm redoing my whole office, so probably no streaming, no nothing from me for a week, and then I'll be back on my grind. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be doing any streams, but I, I need to get I need to get on YouTube this week. I've, like I said, this week, it should be a little bit more free than last week was. Hopefully that's not a lie. Um, oh, I just want to say, congratulations, dog. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we hit a... Uh... We hit, I want to say, I was going to say a 1,000, but we actually hit 1,100 subscribers this last weekend, which for anyone who knows anything about YouTube, so a lot, a lot of these like useless milestones, like 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, uh, 1,000 is actually very important. Um, yeah. I won't get into all the details of why, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a very, very good thing. No, absolutely. And that, that's a big milestone. So, like, definitely congratulations on that. You've been putting in the work in there, and it's definitely paying off. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks thanks for everyone who helped get me here as well. I need to... I'm not going to make a video just about, like, 1,000 subscribers, but I need to... <laughs> on my next video, I need to make a, some comments on it about... R- really just the... How great our, our community has been. Um, not, again, yeah. All the people that have interacted and got me to this point, because it was... I mean, it was not done on my own. I was going to ask you, where are you going to go after this? <laughs> I was going to say Disneyland. <laughs> All 
All right, man, but I think I'm going to call it there. Uh, Swamp Grass is out there. Uh, looks like he's the only one doing SW2H stuff. Hopefully, he's not about to end. Um, but, I, yeah, again, thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, We're going to head out now. So, as always, stay mad awesome.